Hello and welcome to last night, this morning, technically the weekend review edition, so last weekend on Monday, a little bit later start than I would have particularly cared for, but let's get into it. We will start in the National League. We will review the Arizona Diamondbacks three-game series with the Chicago Cubs coming off of the All-Star break. The Diamondbacks came out of the gate flat. Actually, they would lose four nothing in Friday night's game. Jeffrey Stone would go six and a third innings, giving up three runs to take his eighth loss of the year, despite his three one eight ERA. Excuse me, Daniel Hudson. Was that Dakota Hudson? That is Dakota Hudson. My apologies. For the company, put seven and a third, scattered eight hits, struck out five to get his fifth win of the year. Big upset win for the Cubs in this one, as they would move to forty one and fifty one, just ten games under five hundred. Uh, and the Diamondbacks would fall to 55 and 38 at the time. The runs on the Cubby side, driven in by Jake Berger, Pablo Sandoval, Jordan Alvarez, and Jose Felix, who's having a fucking nightmare of a year in game one. Game two and three would both go to the Diamondbacks Saturday, a retribution style win 6 2 for the Diamondbacks as Andrew Morales scatters three hits over seven innings, striking out eight to improve to seven and four with 3 1 9 ERA on the year. Richard Dean, uh, one of the bright spots for the Cubs, actually takes his first loss in a Cubs uniform since coming up to the majors this year. He spent some time up here last year with 26 starts in 2020. Uh, it was great in AAA this year before being called up, making his first start prior to the All-Star break. Second one here, tough luck loss, as he only gave up two runs, struck out nine over five innings. The bullpen would not do anything to help with the offense, really, uh, as the Cubs would fall in game one. And the rubber match on Sunday, <coughs> another great pitching performance from the Diamondbacks, this time by Shohei Otani, who improved to 11-2 and two with six innings. Six and a third, excuse me, striking out seven. Again, 11 and two with a 2.68 ERA right now on the year. Not bad performance from Cubs starter Ryan Copeland to see what six innings, he put three runs. They just couldn't score any runs. And then the Diamondbacks would win the series two games to one. And they finished the weekend at 57 and 38, as the Cubbies will finish it at 41 and 53. <sighs> Diamondbacks will go on to face the Pirates in a uh, three game series starting tonight. The Cubbies will get the St. Louis Cardinals. The Braves, we talked about them with an interleague series against the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays would throw the three newest uh, members of their pitching staff, if I'm not mistaken, all of them acquired from Pittsburgh at some point this season. Uh, Carlos Meza versus Colby Allard in game one Friday night. Meza went five innings, gave up two run, or one run, excuse me, would leave with the lead, uh, but would, that would not hold on. And actually, the, the loss of Kevin Clancy, I believe, is the fella out there in the bullpen. His second loss, first blown save on the year. Colby Alarm goes seven innings, strike out five, give up two runs, and hold on for the win. Seven and five on the year for him. Riley Pint would come in and grab the save. Home run, number 14 out of Millard Thomas, as well as two RBIs by Taylor Sparks would drive the run for the Braves. Uh, they scored three of their four runs in the seventh inning. So they win game one. Game two would be another spectacular pitching matchup between Tyson Oswalt and Tracy Moss. Tyson Oswalt would take the loss, going six innings, giving up two runs in his first start in Tampa Bay. Tracy Moss would go seven innings of two-hit ball, striking out seven. The former Rays farmhand who's made his way around to a couple teams before finding a home in Atlanta improves to seven and five with a three-eight-five ERA. Riley Pint comes on again, this time in a save or hold situation. And then John Howe would get his fourth save of the year for the Bravos. RBI driven in by Jamie Vega and Tracy Moss himself, actually, 
to win 2-0. On Sunday, going for the sweep, the Braves would pull out the bats and win 6-2. Robinson Rivera win six innings, struck out 12 to improve to 8-6 and six as Gary Griffith could not get out of the third inning, going two and a third, giving up five runs, walking three, five hits in his second start for Tampa Bay. Offense provided by Marvin Groom, Brendan Rodgers, and Bo Bichette in the form of two solo home runs from Bo Bichette as the Braves would sweep the three-game series against the Rays, the only time they'll meet this season. Atlanta exit the season, exits the weekend, excuse me, 51 and 42. Uh, the Rays exit at 39 and 54. The Braves will now take on the Padres for a three-game series starting tonight. And the Rays will get division rival Baltimore. Speaking of, by the way, which is exactly where we're heading. The Orioles had a three-game series over the weekend at Kansas City and Kaufman. They would lose. Friday night's game, 8-4, as Chris Bubich would go seven innings, give up two runs to improve to 6-1. and one. Ash Russell would go four and a third, give up five earned. Lance Guy would come into the bullpen and give up two more, as the Royals were all over the birds pitching early on. Home run from Ryan Braun and a triple from Billy Rounds would drive in a couple of runs. Braun's home run was a grand slam, actually, in the eighth inning to blow the game open. The eighth inning? The fifth inning, excuse me, to blow the game open. Uh, at the time, they were actually down 2-1, to one, but the Orioles would get the win on Friday night. Saturday would not quite go their way. Despite scoring three late, the Orioles would win the game. So, so, so I raised the Royals scored three late. The Orioles were up big at that point, 7-1, to one, I think. Uh, the Orioles would get the win. Sixto Sanchez went five and a third, give up one run. To get his first win as a big league pitcher, Rod Cunningham would come in at the end to get his 11th save of the year. Casey Mize went two and two-thirds, five runs, seven base runners before being pulled and taking his seventh loss of the year. Mize continues to struggle a little bit in his rookie season. Sunday would be much of the same as, again, Baltimore scatters some hits with Juan Trujillo earlier. He doesn't get out of the fifth inning, uh, but they would take the win. Jason Neal for the Royals can only go three and a third, gives up five runs, and the Orioles would end up winning seven to five. The Birds come out of this series 45 and 48 on the year. The Ray Royals, excuse me, are 42 and 50. Again, we just talked about the fact that the Tampa Bay Rays will be taking on Baltimore here starting tonight. The Royals start a series, an interleague series in Milwaukee against one of the best teams in baseball, not where you want to be if you were a team trying to catch up to a couple of very hot baseball teams in Cleveland and Minnesota. The Sox finished up their four-game series in the Bronx against the Yankees. They won game one on Thursday. They would actually back that up and win game two on Friday, 6-5. In not exactly super dramatic fashion, they would score four runs from the sixth on after being down 5-2. to two. So a little dramatic. Drew Locke would go four and a third, not able to get out of the fifth inning for turning it over to the Red Sox bullpen. The win would actually go to Elson, Jason Elson, Jeff Elson, who pitched three to third innings of one-run baseball to get his first one of his career. Cal Quantra went seven innings, gave four runs, pitched great until he started giving it up. Raul Leon would actually take the loss for the Yanks. So the first two games go to the Sox. Saturday, a different story, 5-4 Yankees. As they would score three runs from the seventh on to come back and get the win. Sonny Gray pitched decent, but with four innings, gave up four runs before getting pulled the bullpen for the Yankees. Singrani, Zick, and Garcia would go scoreless across five innings, hitless, actually, against five innings, despite Orlando Garcia walking the bases loaded at one point in the ninth. He would end up with the save. Victor Mejia, in his first start of the year, went four innings, gave up two runs, walked six, gave up three hits. I mean, it could have been worse, could have been better. Uh, Hideki Rose would actually give up the 
runs that would give them the loss, and Gendry Mejia would take the full loss late in the game. Uh, so when they went out two to one, and on Sunday the Yanks would fill out the split. Kwon Young Kim went six innings, he put one run before getting pulled. Fulmer would actually get the win for the Yankees. Chris Sale goes six innings of one run ball for the Red Sox uh, before Gendry Mejia took the loss on Friday night. But actually, would take the loss again on Saturday night. Or excuse me, he take the loss Saturday night. He would take the loss again on Sunday night, giving up four runs. Now recording an out, uh, two straight losses for Gendry Mija taking over in the saver, saver closers role for his brother Victor. Not exactly what you're hoping to see if you were the Red Sox. So a series split, following two blown saves and two losses by the bullpen. Same dude. In fact, in two straight days, the Sox will now take on the division-leading Blue Jays for a series as the Yankees will take on the Phillies for two, have a day off, and then they'll come right back and play Boston again. So it'll be an interesting couple of days for the Yanks and the Sox. <clears throat> White Sox had a season, season, why don't you want to say season? Weekend series against the red-hot Houston Astros. Good game Friday night. The game would actually go to the Astros. So they scored five runs down the stretch in the sixth on. Phil Black. Pitched all right for the White Sox. Went five innings of three-run ball before getting pulled. The loss would fall to Matthew Morrison. Michael Morrison taking his third loss of the year. Will Rainey out of the bullpen would relieve Juan Devia, uh, who gave up four runs over four and a third. But Rainey would give up two over three and two-thirds, get the win. His sixth of the year for Mark Martin Lopez, probably. No, I was right. Mark Lopez earns his 26th save of the year. That's a hell of a lot of saves for the Astros on Friday night. Saturday, the White Sox would tie the series in extra innings, actually. They would walk it off in spectacular fashion. Tyler Hill uh, came to bat in the bottom of the 11th, and he would just drive that thing into left center for a single to game, win the game as the White Sox would walk it off. Jeff Wallace and Ryan Weathers both pitched really well in this game, but unfortunately the loss had to fall somewhere, and it fell on Mark Lopez, who got to save number 26 in game one. He actually took his third loss of the year in this one. To fall to two and three is his actual record. Not that anybody cares, um, you know, long term in, in terms of these things. Three runs scored in the ninth inning of the game three rubber match. Not that it really, really mattered. Uh, the Astros were up four three heading four to one four to two. Excuse me, heading into the top of the ninth, they scored two insurance runs. The White Sox would pull one back, but the game was over. Dylan Bundy went four innings, three runs where he pulled, and taking his first loss as a wide member of the White Sox. Reginald McMillan went six innings of two run ball. He moved to six and three. Uh, the bullpen pieces together a nice little outing there. So the Astros will take the series uh, two to games to one over the White Sox. The White Sox exit the series 33 and 61 on the season. They have a series with the Twins coming up starting tonight. The Astros exit the series at 59 and 35, and they will get Cleveland for three starting tonight. So that's a much more competitive series, if you will. The Cubbies went into the weekend. We already talked about them, so let's skip right over the Cubs. The Reds would take on Milwaukee coming out of the break, and they would actually win Friday night 2-1, to one, an excellent performance from the Reds pitching staff. Jordan Lyles went seven innings of one run ball, seven and six on the year. He's at a 3-4-5 ERA for Cincinnati, pitching really well. Don't tell anybody. Plus, we're not Jim. Pedro Cuevas would take the loss when seven innings of two-run ball. That's just tough luck as the... Um, Brewers just couldn't bring anybody home. They had nine hits, only two of them for extra bases. One was Carlos Martinez's single sh solo shot, excuse me, in the sixth. The other one was Kevin Colombo's fifth double in the ninth. But other than that, it was just seven singles scattered around as the Reds would get the win on Friday night. Saturday night, 
Another close one, another Reds win. As William Walker would go six innings of two-run ball, this thing would go all the way down to the wire. In fact, the Brewers were leading 2-0 in the bottom of the seventh where the Reds would score a couple of runs. I think it was a pinch hit home run. It was indeed uh, for Jose Ramirez as he would come on and hit his fourth home run of the year in the seventh inning off Cody McCuck who would take the loss, six and two-thirds. You have that one shot to do two runs pulled right after that. Technically, Landoni, I guess, would take the loss. I don't know how that works, considering he... Oh, because Landoni... Yeah, that tied the game. Landoni gave up the lead next inning. Anyway, the Reds would win game two. So now they're up two games to one on the Brewers. The Brewers would not be swept, otherwise they would win game three of the series. This one would have to go to extras, as they were down 5-6 in the ninth. They would tie it in the top of the ninth and take the lead in the top of the tenth. As Kwon Ye-Wi would triple in the top of the end to drive in two runs and give the Brewers the lead. The loss would fall to Juan Nicasio out of the bullpen. The Reds would exit the series at 41 and 35, 41 53, excuse me. The Brewers exit at 57 and 38. The Reds will have a series upcoming starting tonight against the struggling, uh, I almost said twins, struggling Mets, excuse me, the struggling Mets. And the Brewers, as we talked about, will take on Kansas City for two. They will then go over another Internet League series against Chicago. So that'll be an interesting little uh, little series there. Cleveland took on Oakland coming out of the break. They would win game one, 3-2-1, as an excellent pitching performance from Josh Kalmenter. Eight innings, giving up one run, moved to 7-5. and five. Walker Bueller pitched just as well. The loss would actually fall to Ken Gary late in the game. The ninth inning, to be specific, Jorge Ayala. We'll drip a solo shot on the top of the ninth, put them ahead two to one. They would add an insurance run after that one. Um, it looks like Miguel Andujar, but actually Homer as well, both in off Ken Gary, he would indeed. And Cleveland would take the win on Friday night. Saturday night was a stomping as Shelby Miller gave up five runs over three and two thirds innings to take the loss. Steven Strasburg went seven innings, struck out 10, no runs allowed, no home runs allowed to the, uh, you know, chagrin of of Scott and the, the joy of Aiden Dugmore. He would move to nine and seven as Cleveland would win game two. In game three, the rubber match would again be a Cleveland victory. They were down. They were up two to one. They would add two in the top of the eighth. They'd make it four to one. Oakland would add one in the bottom to try to keep it competitive, but they couldn't quite pull themselves back. Todd Howard takes the loss. Sean Stevens moves to seven and four to get his win today. 51 and 43 for Cleveland, 43 and 52 for Oakland. Uh, Cleveland will take on Houston for three starting tonight, which will be a good series. And Oakland gets the Angels for two, and then they have a series against the Astros. So have fun, Scott. That's a terrible, terrible stretch. Colorado had a series against the Dodgers. Not starting out the way the Rockies were hoping it would, as they would lose eight, nine in extra innings. They were actually up 8-5 8-5 in the ninth inning, and they would blow it, giving up three runs. Uh, Addison Reed would blow the save and give up all three runs here. This much maligned bullpen would give up the game. They would then give up a run in the 10th. That run would fall on Philip Mont, I guess, who would uh, actually take that one uh, to the bank, and the Dodgers would get the win here. Jack McDonald drove in six runs on four hits. Uh, Juan Soto reached base four times. It's a really good offensive performance for the Dodgers on Friday night. On Saturday, the offense continued for the Rockies. It kind of sputtered out for the Dodgers as Pineda would go seven innings, a two-run ball. Tyler Pill 
would go three and a third, give up 11 hits and five runs before being pulled. The bullpen didn't pitch much better. The Rockies would win 8-3 to tie the series at 1-1. And Sunday's rubber match was an excellent pitching performance. It's actually 1-0 Dodgers, 1-0 Rockies until the top of the eighth when the Dodgers would tie it. And in the bottom of the ninth, Carlos Correa would walk up and single with nobody out to give them the win. The loss would fall to Cedric Flowers. He gave him three hits in that ninth inning without recording it out. Nick McCulley would get the win, his second on the year. The bullpen pitched great. Dennis Morg did not give a run. Jake Mann gave a hit, but technically no runs. Vinny Pistano gave up no runs. And Nick McCulley also gave up no runs. So the Rockies pitched and played well in this series. They win two of three. They will now get a two-game series starting tomorrow night against the Seattle Mariners. And then we have Mark Appel and Justin Hughes, it looks like. And that's just never never what you want to see on your on your radar if you're anybody. The Dodgers will start a series against the Giants tonight. Significantly less scary, but still a good series. Tigers would take on the Twins over the weekend. They would start with a 8-3 to loss on Friday night as Sean Weimer wouldn't get out of the second inning, going one in the third, giving up nine base runners and seven hits to take his sixth loss of the year. Paul Hale could cruise, and he did. Six innings, two runs to win his eighth of the year as the Twins would just walk all over him. 14 hits, four runs driven in by Nolan Arenado, who's now driven 75 runs on the year. Gary Copeland's at 84. Martin Lopez at 74. I mean, this team is just mashing the ball. Top four guys in this lineup have to be at the top of the leaderboard for runs driven in on the year. It's incredibly impressive. Game two would actually swing back to Detroit as Kyle Cody would get the win after going five innings, giving up two runs. Their bullpen, specifically rolled as Chapman, or Anthony Chapman, excuse me, gave up four more runs. John Bauer would get lit up. Three runs, six innings allowed. Three innings, six runs allowed for the Twins. Excuse me. Uh, but the offense for the Tigers, coming from Xavier Noonan, who reached base four times, drove in two runs. Raul Aguilera, who drove in three runs, now moving moved down this lineup a little bit, sitting leadoff to start the year for a long time. Uh, Victor Adams drove in a couple of runs as well out of the shortstop position. So some Tigers would tie the series Saturday before going into Sunday's rubber match, which they would lose as the loss would fall to rookie John McGuire, making his first start of the year. Going four and a third, giving up four runs, taking the loss, as I mentioned. Kibia Sampson goes six and a third, give up four runs to win his 10th game of the year. John Banatan would get his 17th RBI um, as the uh, 17th save. Goodness gracious. Victor Robles drove in two, and Jay Hay drove in two as well for the Tigers. The Twins just scattered a bunch of guys with one RBI all up and down the lineup as they would win two of three. The Tigers will now take on the Texas Rangers starting tonight. Uh, for an interesting little series, and the Twins will get the White Sox for three as you uh, head into Monday night's docket. The Astros, we already talked about. Royals, we talked about. Let's talk Angels. And the Angels and Seattle Mariners weekend series, the uh, Angels actually lose game one, 6-5. It was tied after nine at three. Yeah. He's tied at three. The Mariners would score three in the top of the 10th, make it six to three. The Angels actually pulled two back, make it six five before this thing would end. And the uh, Angels would take the loss. I mean, this is a, a really, really interesting game. In the bottom of the ninth, Jose Iglesias is shortstop, Teo Odenoff on the hill. They would walk Daniel Paulini. Hennessy would fly out. Jake Jeffries would single. 
Michael Gigliotti would single. So you had bases loaded with one out for Mike Trout would single, and Paulini would score, so still bases loaded. Then you would have Anthony Kirk round out, but Jeffries would score. So you had first and third. They would intentionally walk Nolan Rosara, and on the first pitch that Caleb Cowart saw, he would pop out for the end of the game. So the Angels would win. Excuse me. The Mariners would win game one. Game two would be a 5-2 to two victory from the Angels as Brady Singer went five and runs, gave up five innings, gave up two runs before Syndergaard, Otero, and Navarez would shut this thing down. Casey Kelly would go five innings, give up four runs to take his third loss of the year, still pitching really well for Seattle. Uh, and then we would go to Sunday for the rubber match, and then that would be a 4-2 Angels victory. A.J. Puck went six, gave up one to move to eight and four, and Danny Holson gave up nine hits and three walks over six innings, throwing 109 pitches, four runs to fall to 10-5, and five, one of his worst outings of the year as the Angels would end up taking the series. Oh, Hayashi drove in his 78th and 79th RBIs on the year during said game. The Angels will now go on to take on Oakland for two, probably a day off and get a four-game series going through next weekend with the Twinkies. Seattle, we've mentioned their schedule a couple of times. They're off tonight, and they'll take on the Rockies and the A's for four going into the weekend. A lot of these four-game series going into the weekend should be interesting to watch. The Marlins took on the Phillies. They would win 7-2 to two in the first game of the series as Pedro Magana would go seven innings, give up two runs for the Philadelphia Phillies, would not be able to get the uh, win or hold the decision as Kevin Flemmer would give up two, and then go, Luis Gohara would give up three down the stretch here. Richard White from Miami would go five, give, give up two, and their bullpen would completely shut it down. What is this, five innings of one-hit baseball down the line for Fernandez, Klein, Taylor, and the other Klein as they would win the first game. Game two would also go to the Marlins in another good pitching performance. This time it's Greg Canning. Is that his name? Griffin Canning would go six innings, give up one run to get his first win in the majors. Sean Gilmartin would go five, give up four runs to take his eighth loss for the Phils uh, as they would move on. Luis Seda had three hits at the top of this lineup. Cesar Lopez had a couple. Ronald Acuna went one for four. I mean, the team, the team looked pretty good here. Go into Sunday for the rubber match, and the Marlins had a two-run lead heading into the bottom of the ninth before the Phillies would tie it. And in the bottom of the 12th, Anthony Hale would single to drive in a run, and Gerald Spalton for the Miami Marlins would take the loss. Technically, Lawrence Taylor takes the loss as he let them get on base, but Spalton's the one that put the run through the through the hoop there, if you will. So the Marlins would take down the series two games to one. The Phillies lead the series at 42-50. and 50. The Marlins are 41-53 and 53, uh, as we get out of this one. The Marlins will now take on the Nationals. For three games as we start tonight for them. And the Phillies will take on the Yankees starting tomorrow. They got the day off where they get two in the Bronx and they get four against Atlanta heading into the weekend. We are going to keep rolling. We talked Brewers. We talked Twins. We talked Yankees. Did we talk Mets? We didn't. The Mets had a three-game series against the Pittsburgh Pirates. They just played the Pirates for four Prior to the national or prior to the all-star break, they lost three of those four. They would get swept this weekend against the Pirates. They lost six-three in game one. Oh man. And actually they didn't score until the bottom of the ninth. Um, when they would score a couple of runs on Tyson Beck and Chris Galise, and we stayed in a little little bit too long. Alberto Vega would six in the third, only give up two runs but take the loss to fall to seven and eight as the Mets are just hard luck losers on Friday. Saturday, seven to two. Different scenario, still took the loss. Zach Lee got pulled in the fifth before Raul Ralph Alexander 
would give up a couple more runs. I mean, the bullpen just fell apart. Melvin Garner would go six innings, give up two runs, and get his third win for the Buckos. Sunday, they could not salvage a game as the Pirates would win again. Brent Frazier going seven and a third, one run baseball. Kyle Radath giving up two across six. And again, the bullpen just letting the game get out of reach as they got pulled in to relieve the starter. You hate to see it, but the Mets have now lost six straight. All six of those losses are against the Pirates. They will be happy to get out of the Pirates' crosshairs as they will take um, on the Reds here for three games as we come out of this series. The Padres took on the Nationals in Washington. They would win game one, six to two, behind Scott Travail's disastrous outing for the Nats. Three innings, five runs, probably the worst pitching performance the Nationals have had in weeks, it feels like. Michael Matuello went six innings, two runs, win game number 10 for the Padres as they would win on Friday. That'd be the only win of the series as the Nats would win seven to two on Saturday. Bobby Milton went seven innings, gave up two runs, moved to nine and four with a 2-4-2 ERA for the Nats. Runs driven in by Bobby Milton and a couple of other guys across the board for the Nationals on Saturday. Sunday, yeah, that's right. Uh, Mark Davies would go eight innings, a one-run ball, strike out eight for win number seven on the year. Jorge Alvarado would take the loss for the Padres, falling to four and three, unfortunately, for him. The Padres uh, will take on Atlanta for three in Atlanta here coming up tonight, and the Nationals will take on Miami. The Giants, last couple here is the Giants took on St. Louis over the weekend. The Giants would lose 3-1 to one on Friday night. Uh, Craig Cooper went six innings of one-run ball to win number seven, win number 10, excuse me, for the Cardinals. Alberto Suarez, Albert Suarez, would go <laughs> five and nine, giving up two runs across six innings for the Giants. Juan Marine would drive in the sole run for the Giants as uh, Esteban Hernandez, Cedric Rutherford would do the damage for the Cardinals in the 3-1 victory on Friday. 7-6 win, though, for the Giants on Saturday, battling back. Big win for them as they have not been very good this year. Jury's familiar, would get chased after two and a third. He's been the best pitcher on this staff to date. He'd give up five runs, get chased, and the bullpen would just shut it down from there. Or finally, Michael Strummer would actually end up with the win. Uh, later on, the loss would fall to the Cardinals bullpen as Dave Smith with five innings, he put five hits, five runs, four walks. The loss would actually fall to the shoulders of Gavin Miller uh, as he would give up a couple of runs in his lone inning. And so we would go to Sunday in a tied series where the Giants would break out the wood again, putting up seven more runs. This time on Kevin Comer, who gave up five over six to take his fifth loss of the year. Dale Graves with six innings, with three runs, moved to three and three. He's also been pretty good. I and mean, the Giants pitching staff hasn't been bad, I guess, if you look at it that way. Uh, and the final game we have not talked about serious union was the Rangers and the Jays. Uh, the Rangers would win on Friday night, eight to seven. It was eight two heading into the bottom of the ninth before the Blue Jays would kind of explode. Uh, Javi Guerrero would come in to pitch. Reliving Daniel Hudson. Then Don Winston would, give a, would get a single right off the bat. Mel Applegate would single to follow that up. Brandon Brown would strike out. We would then have Ryan Nash walk. So bases loaded with one out. Uh, Michael Franco would walk to drive in a run. Zach Birdie would come on in relief 
of Javi Guerrera. Giancarlo Stanton would then strike out swinging. Miguel Cabrera would then hit a grand slam to score five or make the total five runs scored in that inning before uh, Javi Guerrera would get Charles Cutler to actually get out and they would just save the game as it was looking like the, the Jays were going to come back and win. Saturday, the Rangers did not have any problems with their bullpen as Higginbottom, Birdie, and Wiley all pitched uneventfully. Phil Hughes would get the win, five and two-thirds, three runs. Reyna Vallette would go three and two-thirds, four runs on nine base runners. Um, you know, not what you wanted to see if you were the Jays. Luckily, they would bounce back and salvage a game here at the end as he would... Uh, excuse me, as they would win 7 nothing on Sunday. John Lester went 7 and a third, struck out 9, no runs allowed, 12 and 4, a sub 3 ERA for him now. Jordan Cote goes 4 and gives up 4 to fall to 4 and 8. That is your series recap of the weekend. <sighs> a lot of fun. A lot of fun. That's tough to do without any prep work. Um, we will get back tomorrow with just your normal everyday wrap-up. There has been some interesting stuff put in front of me in terms of questions, predictions, what's going on down the stretch, who's going to win the games as we get through these things, right? But we'll get into them as the series goes on and as the, as the series goes on, as the season goes on, excuse me. Um, for now, I guess we will just head out. And again, I will talk to you all tomorrow. <laughs>